0: So everybody's still reading their Bibles? Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, it's good. I, mean, I was talking to Andrew the other day, and uh, uh, if I can give you just a little bit of advice. Uh, the, the, you want to read and you want to study. There's two different things. Uh, don't study while you're reading. It'll mess you up. Yeah, I mean, because you'll stop every five seconds and you'll never get through your Bible. Read your Bible and read the storylines so you understand the stories. So when you find yourself in a position and you're messed up and you, you go, oh, wait a minute, man, Job got through this or Noah got through this or David did this and, and this guy did this, but hey, man, uh, Absalom did this. That wasn't a good thing. And, and uh, this other guy, Cain, man, he didn't do too good either. Uh, I like Enoch. Enoch walked with God. And, he, and as you read those stories and you apply them to your life, it, it'll change what you do in life. Uh, it'll help you out. it's, it's The Lord, because you get in your Old Testament, it says, tell them the old paths. Tell them the old stuff. Tell your kids. Put it up on the wall. Do whatever you got to do so that they can remember the word of God. Why? So because when they get into a place and they and we're going to talk about some of that this morning, when they get into a dark place all by themselves, Jacob is going to be away from his family for 20 years. Uh, 28, 28, Genesis chapter 28. And uh, I think I stopped on uh, I stopped on 16. So I'm going to read a couple of verses back, uh, starting 12. And he dreamed a dream, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, uh, and the top of it reached uh, to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac, uh, the land wherein thou liest. To thee will I give it uh, and to thy seed, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread above uh, and spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Uh, and behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. And uh, I will, uh, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken uh, of thee. Uh, the of. And Jacob awoke out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for a church we can come to, Lord, in the building that you've given us. What a blessing that is. Lord, I do pray for the message this morning, just the Sunday school classes, that you'd bless. Father, that you'd use it for your honor and your glory. And Lord, again, thank you for a book, and thank you for all the stories that's within this book. Father, it's an amazing book, got me through life, 43 years so far. Uh, Lord, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Lord, I just uh, pray that you'd help us to uh, fall in love with it and keep falling in love with it over and over again until you come back and you finish what you said you're going to do with us. And Father, we'll praise you honey, in Jesus' name. Amen. I was thinking about Joseph. I was reading through Joseph the other day, and he's down in a pit. And here's a story. You want a story? I'll give you a story real quick. One. Here's Joseph. He's he's uh, hanging out with his dad. And his dad gives him his coat of many colors. And just because you think you're number one don't mean you're always going to be number one in most cases. Uh, He's hanging out with his dad, gets his coat of many colors, and shows his brother, says, look at me, man, I got the coat of many colors. You guys ain't got nothing. The other 11 guys are probably getting pretty ticked off about that time. Sounds like John John and and, uh, uh, Mark uh, the two brothers, uh, they, they go up to Jesus, hey, can we sit at the right hand and the left hand of you in heaven? Forget everybody else and all the multitudes of people, Moses, forget everybody. We want to be like right next to you. Well, that's a good thing to want. Uh, but you got to say, hey, wh- well, what's up with it? What did God have? I mean, if he made cherubims and seraphims and all this and the anointed angels are covered, then he has a place for everybody. And sometimes we forget that stuff. But uh, Joseph is sitting there and he gets his coat and he's out there showing and he's always telling on his brother's. Uh, sometimes you ought to think about what you say because it could cause you some problems. He has a couple dreams and he tells his brothers and that even ticks his brothers off more and then he tells his dad one and that ticks his dad off said, because they were all going to bow down and worship him and, uh, or, or just bow down to him and yeah, worship him and, and Joseph, uh, his brothers bring him out there and here's the hand of God. They're going to kill him because they're sick of him and back then, that's just what they did. They, just, you, they took you out. And, uh, and the Lord said, no, nah, not today. And the brothers say, hey, let's throw him in this pit over here. And Reuben was going to come out and get him out. Reuben goes off out in the left field somewhere. And when they come back, Joe, they got this great idea. All of a sudden, blah. first of all, if you want to make sure that somebody's dream don't come true, you need to kill that sucker. Uh, they didn't kill him. They sold him. Uh, that's the greed, human nature, man. We got to make that money. Uh, and, they, I mean, that's, that's where Japheth gets it from right there, man. we got to make that money. The Jew always has to make the money. I love the Jewish people. Uh, they are, they are a very frugal people, and they're going to make money. Uh, if you want to you make money, get, get along with a Jew, and, and uh, they'll make you money. But as you're sitting there, he, so they sell him, and uh, uh, Potiphar gets him down there. Then Potiphar, he has some issues with Potiphar, and, and he didn't really cause anything, but he got in trouble, and now he's down in the prison. And as he's down in the prison... Uh, the butler and the baker come through and, and they both have a dream in one night and Joseph is pretty good with dreams and they tell him the dream and the baker or the butler says, here, here's my dream, I, the, the grapes and all this other stuff, I squeeze them. He goes, oh yeah, man, that's three days, three days, you're going to be back with Pharaoh in three days, you're going you're to give him his cup and you're going to be restored. The other guy says, well, I had this and the birds were eating it and all that other stuff. He goes, ah, he's going to lift you up and kill you in three days, see you later, bye. And he said, but he told the, the butler, he said, remember me. You know what the butler did? He forgot. Have you ever done stuff for people and they just forgot you? And you're sitting there going, I did all this and they forgot me. Joseph is still down in the pits of a prison for two more years. But that's God's plan. You need to realize we are, we are part of his plan. He is not part of mine or yours. We are part of his. And the struggle with a human in this life is trying to figure out how to get into his plan so that we can do what he wants done and get it done. Joseph is sitting down there. Now, Joseph doesn't know he's in God's plan. He just thinks he's in a prison. He may think God has done, forgot him, left him, doesn't care about him no more. Have you ever been like that? Do you ever think that God just don't care about you? And he never hears you and your prayers like hit the roof and fall down on the ground and he never hears you? And then, and then you sit there and one day he talks to you again. You go, oh, that's like Joseph. Joseph was down in the pit for two years. God wasn't ready for Joseph yet. You know, he was still cooking Joseph. He goes, i got to get Joseph so that he can stand before Pharaoh. He's got to get, before honor comes humility. You know what Joseph's getting ready to do? They're, God's getting ready to put him second to Pharaoh. Boom, in one day. There, you're going to be right there next to him. Can you stand before him and let Haman, you go over to uh, Mordecai, Mordecai and Haman, and uh, uh, in, in the book there of Esther, he, Haman gets elevated and the next thing you know, he gets his big head and he now wants everybody to bow down and worship him. And that's a typical human. They want That's what we want. We want people to look at us and say, hey, look how great a guy I am and what I am. And you've got to get to the place where you know that God's lifted you up and God is behind you and God loves you. You know where Jacob is at? He's not there quite yet. Jacob is still trying to figure that thing out. He's done stole the blessing done, stole the birthright practically. And he's sitting here and God starts talking to him and he tells him he's going to be blessed and all this other stuff. And that I'm going to take care of you. But he says something really interesting right there. i want to go back to that in uh, uh, do, 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 verse 13. And then we'll move right to 16. He says, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham. He's the God of the living, not the God of the dead. You get in the New Testament and the, the, uh, uh, the Sadducees come to him and say, Hey, you know, uh, this lady, she, she married, uh, there were seven brothers. And you know the law, the law is this. You know, if the brother dies, then the other brother, the next brother takes him and has a child to raise up name to the brother. But they all seven had her in heaven. Who, uh, who is she? They all died. And Jesus' answer was, did you not read, you, you do error not knowing the scriptures. The Bible said that the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, when Moses was talking to the bush, I don't know if you've ever had a bush experience or not, uh, but if you're talking to a bush, and a bush is talking back to you, and it's on fire, I think I would listen to that thing, whatever it said. But he's sitting there going, I am not the God of the dead, I'm the God of the living. You know what most of us is? We think we have God sitting over here on a on a platform somewhere, or he's yeah, I'm a Christian, and yeah, I go to church, and yeah, I got saved, and yeah, I know him, and yeah, I mean, he's part of me, and I thank God you all are here on Sunday morning. I don't want, I'm telling you, man, but the world itself, when you go start getting this world, they'll use words like, I'm a Christian, or I believe too. I'm a believer, but your life doesn't reflect any part of that, and the problem with that is, is you still got him as a dead, I saw this, uh, somebody the other day, and we were talking about Jesus being on the cross dead at the front of the cross at the uh, catholic church and i'm like that's you go into a catholic church and you'll see a crucifix up there and jesus you see a catholic good catholic love them to death i'd do anything world for them but they'll have a cross they'll be wearing a cross and on that cross is jesus my jesus isn't dead he's alive you know what abraham isaac doesn't know here or jacob he doesn't realize that jesus is alive and he, he understands the power of the blessing. He understands that he wants that stuff and the birthright and all that other stuff and the lineage that comes along with it. He understands that, and he's got it. He's almost kind of agnostic in a sense. i got a definition of an agnostic. He's not really completely an agnostic. A person who holds the views that any ultimate reality, such as God, is unknown or probably unknown. When you start looking at Jacob and his life here, what you're going to start seeing is that he... He's somewhere in the middle of being an agnostic and a believer. Uh, A person who is unwilling to commit to an opinion about something. That's exactly what it is. You get people say, well, yeah, I kind of believe in God. I kind of do this. I kind of do this. Yeah, what they do, they don't commit. They just, they're taking their life one moment at a time in this world, which is insane. To me, that's utter insanity. He says right there, he goes, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, thy father, uh, the land where thou lies, to thee will I give it into thy seed. So he's, he's starting to tell Jacob, he said, Jacob, I'm gonna have a relationship with you, and I'm alive. And for me to have a relationship with you, you need to realize me and you are, are capable of talking to each other. I'm alive. You need to come to me like you believe I'm alive. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Why? Because you're, you're just arbitrarily throwing something out into the sky. You know what will keep you out of trouble? The story's in this book. You start getting in trouble, guess what? Abraham or David did something wrong, him and Bathsheba, and somebody died. A baby died. He also lost another son. He lost a daughter, and he lost, another, he lost two sons. He lost three. The baby, Absalom, Amnon, and his daughter got raped. Now, when you sit there and look at that thing, man, I'm telling you what, it costs, sin cost. If you know you're serving a living God, I serve a risen Savior, he's in the world today. If you know you're serving a risen Savior, guess what? He knows everything you're doing and thinking and the whole thing. He'll get you, man. He'll get you down. 16. Jacob's laying there in his, in his place halfway to where Laban is, and he's tired, and he takes a sleep, goes to sleep, and he wakes up. Uh, he had this dream. And Jacob woke out of his sleep and said, Surely, the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. There are some valuable lessons when you start reading your little Bible. You, you, and I knew it not. That, what he just said, those last couple words. You know, there's a lot of times, I got some notes here. Thus, the Lord can be in the world. Go to John chapter 1. This is a verse a lot of people use. John chapter 1, verse 10. Man, go to six. There was a certain man whose name was John. That's Jesus' cousin. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light. John was not that light. But was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So if you're lit, you're going to be lit by one person and one person only by Jesus Christ. You may not be lit. You may need to be lit. Uh, you may be lit and don't know you're lit. There's a lot of things. He goes right to verse 10. He goes, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Go back to verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, the Word, uh, and without him was not anything made that was made. Jesus Christ created the whole thing. Isn't it crazy that the the god of the universe that created the universe the, the, the entity that created it the person of uh, the personal uh, person the person that did it was jesus christ his name is the lord jesus christ created everything you see as far as you can see in eternity everything he created the whole thing and and he comes into the world and we don't know him we let the stupid we let the things of this world get in our way and in our path I'm telling you, brother, I've got something to say this morning. This thing right here is the most dangerous thing you'll ever have. It'll eat your life. I'm going to tell you, if, what, what you ought to do is you ought to figure out how much time you spend on this a day. I'm not going to tell you to quit. But if you spend five hours on this thing a day, uh, I'm going to ask you, are you five hours in your book? Yeah. Throw the TV. The, 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 I like the old-time preachers used to call it the television, or the one-eyed monster or the thief in the living room. Hey, what's the thief in the living room? It's stealing your time. Hey, I go home, I tell you, I got my, I'll turn mine on, I'll go to sleep. Why? I'm just, the Navy and the ships, I'm just, the noise, man, I'm, makes me you know I'm asleep. Beth comes over, puts my blankies on, and I'm, I'm good to go for a couple hours. Then she turns the TV off and I stay sleeping. Uh, it's crazy, man. That thing, the thief in the living room will steal your time. Now, now we've, that was back in the day before they had these. Now they got this, now it's the thief in your pocket. This thing will steal your life. Uh, you know what? We're getting to the place in, in life. Me and Andrew was talking the other day. I, he had to, Cassandra had to get a tooth fixed, and we were outside the dentist's office. And I was dropping him off. And he was talking about uh, uh, intelligent, what is it? I? AI. AI, yeah, artificial intelligence. And if you look at it, uh, years ago or all through history, we had to go out and work to make a living. And we worked in the fields, we did everything, we built stuff with our hands, we did everything else. Now you can sit at home and just sit there and do this all day long. But but what has happened here is we've moved from actual physical movement in our lives to where now we don't have any physical movement. So we have to go out, and everybody has to work out. So all the movies that's coming out are all these superheroes that they're all and and the ladies are perfect, everything on them is perfect, all the guys are perfect, and everybody's trying to mimic that. Instead of getting an education, instead of learning something, instead of being an Einstein, you look at Einstein, who in the world would want to be Einstein? He's like this got a pencil behind his ear. Mrs. Meacham, man, the the lady who taught us English down in in Bible college. No, I mean, she stood up in the front of the church. She looked like an an old lady uh, with a pencil. She always had a pencil behind her ear with her glasses on. And I mean, she didn't have the fancy dresses and a skinny body and all that other stuff. She didn't really care. You know what she knew? She knew English. Very, very well. Very, very well. I mean, I went up and said, hey, how about this? And, I, and she said, she knew her English so well that she'd tell you that the King James Bible is correct all the way through. From Genesis to Revelation, every period and everything. That's how well this lady knew English. Andrew was sitting there saying, Dad, you don't even need to do that no more. All you have to do is go out here and this thing does everything for you. So now you don't even have to think. What are we doing? We went from thinking to this. So, everybody in the world's doing this. Now, now, the vanity stuff starts coming in, and we have a problem. So, you say, Well, what's all that about? And Jacob woke out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. You know what it takes to read that book? You got to spend some time. And, and who, you, I'm not saying you have to understand it, you got to, to dedicate some time. Uh, Jonathan did a message yesterday about the Marine Corps. And uh, while well, he was talking about the Marine Corps and the likenesses of a, of a Christian life and the dedication and everything else, uh, there's, there's some things you're going to have to do in life to get this thing down in your life to where it'll work. Uh, otherwise, it won't work. And, and you've got to place these things that, hey, he's real. Uh, I can go back. I was sitting there laughing this morning. I was going through my Bible. I was just laughing. I just started laughing when I'm reading this thing. And you say, why would you laugh? Because I remember doing stuff. And I'm like, yeah, Lord, you told me about that. Yeah, you told me about that. Man, I remember that. I said, I, said, I, I said, you know, you're walking down the streets and, and you're there with me. And me and you're talking, going through the ships and through the hallways, the passageways on a ship. And me and you are just sitting there talking having fun. And I'm sitting there working on a piece of gear. And I had a cigarette in my mouth and a cup of coffee sitting here. And I had this eye closed while we were working. I'm sitting there talking to you. You know, he didn't care about the cigarette in my mouth at all. When it came time for that cigarette to go away, he brought a guy in my path and said, hey, Mike. It's time now. we worked on this other stuff, got this stuff. Now let's get rid of this one right here. This one has to go. And the day, man, I love cigarettes. A cigarette and a cup of coffee and a broken piece of gear. I was in hog heaven. I was, I was it, man. I mean, you could, I could stay there for hours. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I, I can't even tell you how many times I would smoke a cigarette and I wouldn't even move. But the eye, I had to close the eye because it kept burning and smoking my eyeball. And I had to tilt my head like this. And I turn my head and the whole ash would fall on the equipment. I never even took a puff off that thing. I mean, it went right up there. And it's still hanging there. I'm not even moving. I'm sitting there doing this and doing this and doing this. And my hands are moving and my mind is moving, but my body's not. You don't find people like that anymore who want to dedicate their mind and their heart. You know what? You got to... Brother, I'm telling you what. I am not going to sit there and work out 24-7. And now we try to body shame people. I, I, I saw her shamed Mike the other day. I was sitting here thinking, I said, man, I tore this bathroom apart. I need, I need somebody to come in and solder this thing back together. I said, well, people fat shame, and they ugly shame. I'm going to solder shame him. I call him up, and he's, he's up here. He's working. been working all day long. I feel bad about doing this, but not real bad, but I do feel bad. I, I call him up and say, Mike. He goes, yeah. I said, where you at? He goes, I'm just leaving Tip City. I said, well, praise God, at 5 o'clock. Well, that's good, man. You need to. I said, hey, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, and I told him, I said, I'm going to solder shame you. He starts laughing. I said, I tore this bathroom apart. Well, we were supposed to do that next week. But me, being impatient as I am, I did it this week. And then I knew that if I called him and told him, I said, man, if we don't get this thing back up, we're gonna," and I didn't have to say it. He already knew it, that those things are going to freeze, and then we're going to have a bigger problem. I'll be there in 45 minutes. I could hear in his voice. But that's okay. I didn't really care. You know what? We got it, we got it fixed. I did care, but. Kind of not care because he always says, you have not because you asked not and you never call. When I call and you get mad, what do you want me to do? I don't care, I'm going to call you anyways. Uh, and he came and he fixed it and now we got our bathroom back. But brother, I'm telling you what, Jacob woke out of his sleep and, and he says that right there and he says, and I knew it not. Jesus Christ could be all around you and you could actually get him to talk to you from time to time and you don't know he's there. You have to actively seek him. you got to look for him. Uh, you got to try to get him into your life. Uh, I always wanted him in my life. And that day in the chiefs mess, I was laughing about that right there. I, going, I said, Lord, you know, I said, man, I, I was thanking him for, uh, for uh, when Esther, Esther was sick and everything else. I was thinking of Job. And I said, how in the world am I going to stand before Job? I mean, it's just the way I was thinking. How am I going to stand? I had people mad at me. I had Christians mad at me because I was like, hey, I'm trusting God. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to trust God. And I didn't know Beth was thinking. Uh, she was thinking she didn't want her to have a liver transplant either. And Beth was like, can I go spend time with her down there? And I didn't, I didn't know a couple of things until later on. Uh, I, Beth went down to Cincinnati every day to be with Esther because she knew that uh, she, wa- she wasn't for a liver transplant either. And I wasn't, but we didn't know that together, but both of us were thinking the same thing. And Beth wanted to spend as much time with Esther before Esther died. That's all she wanted. I said, okay, you go down there, and I'll take care of the kids, and I'll bring them down, but I'll, I'll give you all the time you need with your kid, with Esther. And I said, that way, uh, it's mom and baby, mom and baby. And, and that thing went on, and about a month later, Esther comes out of the thing, and she's okay, and everything works out. And, and, and you sit there and look at it. I had Christians mad at me about that thing. But I'm sitting there going, well, you can get mad at me as you want. Uh, oh, well, no, you're not breaking down. You're just not falling apart. Oh, you're not going. They wanted me to go out and spend all my money to get, get ready for her to have a liver transplant. No, I'm not going to do that. I am not going to steal from Andrew, Elizabeth, Sarah, and Jesse and give it to a little baby that I don't know if it's going to live yet. Now, see, brother, we got our hearts in the wrong place. Where's God at in anything I do? I mean, if he's really there, if he's alive, if he's really alive, where's he at? That's what Jacob is trying to learn here. You know, what we need to learn the exact same thing. You know why you got this story in your Bible? It isn't so you can pick all of the, the fleas off of Jacob. It's so you can see that, hey, I'm not there either. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, how in the world, man, am I going to ever face Job in heaven? And Job loses 10 of his kids, adults, in a moment of time. And he goes, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord. If that story wasn't in my life, if I had never read my Bible, I'd have probably fell apart. But reading that Bible, the Holy Spirit says, what are you going to do about that, Mike? One of these days, you're going to be standing in heaven. And Job is going to walk up. And Job going to say, Mike, man, who? You should have been there. The whole walls fell down. All the kids got crushed. <laughs> they look like just splat. And he goes, but I had to learn to trust God. I did not know 42 chapters later he's gone. I believe he gave him back his 10 kids. I mean, what's that to him anyways? He brings Lazarus back from the dead. Uh, he brought the little girl, uh, the widow Nain's son, he brought back from the dead. He, they're carrying him out and putting him in. Gonna put, he's done, Rick Morris done set in. That stuff doesn't matter to him. Those 10 kids, he gave him back his seven sons and his three daughters. He, I believe they were the exact seven sons and the exact three daughters, and he got them back. Uh, people say, oh, well, you, ah. it doesn't matter. When we get to heaven, we'll find out. He could do it either way. Uh, but when you look at that thing, Job did not know that God was going to give him everything back until the end of 42. When Job is talking to him in heaven, I'm uh, not in heaven, when the Lord comes down in 42, and Job is sitting there, he's still got boils on him, still no kids. He's broke. He doesn't have anything. He's got ashes and scrapes all over him where the boils, he's trying to get the boils out. And none of that seems to matter to him when he's face-to-face to to God because that right there, the glory of that right there, overcomes anything that happens in his life. He didn't care. Then the Lord said, okay, now, and I'm going to give you all this stuff back. I was thinking about that the other day. Have you ever think about your Bible? I said, what got Job through that? I know what got me through it, Job. And I started thinking, I said, well, I wonder if Job, if I got to heaven, Job said, boy, I'm sure glad Noah was there. Boy, man, Noah Noah built an ark, and and 120, he had to build that ark for 100 years, man, and everybody laughed at him, all kinds of stuff, and Noah just kept building that ark, man, and and he had to get that ark, and and one day God shut the door, man, he goes, boy, I'm sure glad I had that story about Noah and the ark, and I'm sure glad I had that story about my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpa and grandma, Adam and Eve, and Cain killed Abel, and Adam and Eve kept going, and then they had Seth. And because they kept going, I'm here today. God, you know what he is? He's a God of the living. He's not a God of the dead. You don't get you through life. You're serving a God that's alive. And every time I made a mistake or everything I ever did good, I know his hand was in it. I mean, you start talking about just things happening in your life. Uh, I was telling Brother Matt about my, my set of orders. There's no possible way all of those things could happen in anybody's life. And God's hand not be working through that whole thing. I mean, He's sitting there. There is nothing. Get, if He's alive, there's nothing anybody can do to you. To get by Him, they gotta get by Him first. And if you want to go, take your. The devil did, but the Lord said, "Hey, my servant Job. If you consider my servant Job, well, let me ask you a question. If God did that to you, how would you get through it? Would you crumble?" Or would you say, man, Joe got through it. If he got through it, I can get through it. I don't know how to get through it, but I, the Lord can help me get through it. Noah got through it, and David got through it. David laid on the ground for seven days and cried over that little baby. And they said, why? Why are you crying, David? Uh, oh, David, everybody's afraid to even talk to him. David, I mean, he is in mourning. But he's really talking to God. Why? It's a living God. And when it was all said and done, they said, why did you do that? Why did you lay there for seven days? And as soon as the baby's dead, you get up and say, give me a T-bone steak and some baked potatoes and mashed potatoes and all this other stuff, and I'm ready to eat. And now you're ready to eat. You wouldn't eat for seven days. He goes, uh He said, while that baby was alive, he said, God could change his mind. Yeah. You know what David was doing? He's talking to a real God. He's talking to his Lord. And his Lord can make the change anytime he wanted it. You know what what a successful Christian does is learn how to make that change, how to get a hold of the one who can make those changes and be willing to sit idle. I feel like I'm idle, man. I'm idle. Just sitting here doing nothing. Idle. I mean, I'm just sitting here. And he goes, well, Joseph was sitting there in a prison cell for two years. Why don't you just shut up? I'm like, okay. I mean, I got it, man. But the, the stories is what gets you through. You know what you're reading here? You're reading a story about a man's life. Jacob. And he sits there and says, and I knew it not. He's like us. Have you ever been to a place where you thought the Lord wasn't with you? But he says over Matthew, take your Bible, go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 28. Man, I still remember Fritz said, blowing up at me. woo <laughs> You ever said something and somebody just goes, Fritz is my buddy, man. He's a good friend of mine. Me and him, man, we picked each other up. We were both a mess when I got on the scot. We just both wore out, man. I mean, we're out there by ourselves, uh, in the world by ourselves, and we didn't have somebody that was like minded who could talk to each other and, and, and want to talk. Fritz loved God. You know what he did? He loved Jesus Christ. But you get by yourself sometimes and you get pinged on and beat up and banged up, and pretty soon it'll wear you out. That's where Fritz was. That's where I was at. I just come from California, a mess. I'm, I walk on board to Scott. I have to go to radio start working. Up there, and I meet the guy, Fritz. Peter sat, and we started talking one day. Fritz was down and out. I mean, he was really down and out. You got to watch what you say sometime. And I knew him. I said, oh, but Fritz, man. And there I am. You know, I just read my Bible. Uh, I, I read him verse 20, 2820. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. How long is always? That's Forever. I am with you. He's either with you or he's not. He's either with you or he's not. He's with you always, even unto the ends of the world. Amen. Amen. I'm sitting there going, yeah, man. So I said, Fritz, he's with you all. Man, Fritz blows up on me and calls me everything but human. He didn't, he, he didn't cuss me out or anything, but, but I'm telling you what, it, I mean, you can tell him it's irritating him uh, because he was just in a mourning state and the, <clears throat> the salve that I was using didn't help him. Uh, but you know sometimes, and it may have, I got a Christmas card from him this year. I get a Christmas card from him every year. I called out there one day and got his wife, and uh, she picked up the phone and uh, I said, "Hey, could I speak to Fritz?" She said, "No." I thought, "Man, she's mad at me." She goes, "Nope." She goes, "I want to talk to you for a while first," <laughs> and we just sit there and talk for a while. She goes, "Mike, we haven't talked for a long, 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 long time," and she says, "Fritz, can wait?" She, "Cause we had a blast, man." Here I am, a single guy, and and they took care of me, and and I was helping her husband. I'm telling you what, you know what the thing was? You have to meet God in a dark place sometimes, and you're right there with him, and he becomes real to you. So the rest of your life, whenever you get into trials and tribulations, it's, it's, it's either him or them. I was in that cheese mess. It was him or them. And I'm like, I don't care who you guys are. You don't take precedence over Jesus Christ ever in my life. Nobody does. And next thing you know, I'm getting ticked out of the chief's mess and all that stuff happens. People say, how could you do that? Because they put me between a rock and a hard place, and, and they were trying to diminish Jesus Christ in my life. What will it take to diminish Jesus Christ in your life? If you don't learn what Jacob is learning here, you'll do that every single time you turn around. You'll get with your buddies and your friends, and they'll say, oh, let's go do this, and you'll go do it. And you'll say, Why? Because you never put Jesus Christ, yeah, he wasn't live to you. He needs to be alive, alive, alive. I, now you say, Mike, you don't ever sin? Oh, yeah, for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. I'm a, I'm a sinner like you wouldn't believe. However, comma, I know the one who can forgive me. And when I blow it, I, I go right back to him. The Holy Spirit has shown once and for all, let's see, where am I at here? Uh, I don't want to repeat and repeat and repeat. Uh let me see I'm okay, 16. now I'm on 17, 17, 16, 17. So this is page four. I need page five. here we go. page five. He can be in the temple. go to Matthew 12:6, Matthew 12:6. I was in church one time and a friend of mine was sitting right now. He's, he's mad at me right now, but that's okay. I don't care. He'll, he'll be okay in heaven. He'll like me. 12, 12, 6. It says, but I say unto you that uh, they're, they're talking about, uh, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You ought to go to Genesis 1, 1, no. Uh, verse 5, or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath day the priest in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. He's talking about itself. He was right there, and the religious leaders did not know it was him. Have you ever questioned how they could kill him? I mean, how in the world could you possibly kill Jesus Christ? How could you do that? I mean, he heals everybody around him. I mean, he's, here's here's blind Bartimaeus crying. Shut up! Shut up! Don't bother him. No, we don't want to bother the Lord, man. He's like he's like a is Jesus a a a a, a, a movie star to you? Is he like a a rich person or a celebrity? Has he got celebrity status? Oh, we don't want to. No, 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 no. You know what Jesus is? He comes to each and every one of us. He's there. Bartimaeus had it. He's crying out. They say, oh, shut up. We don't want to bother Jesus. You know, he had a rough night last night. He was walking on water, man. He had to go out there and he had to heal to get the water to stop. And just a lot of, you know, just stress. He had a lot of stress. Let's not bother him. And he keeps calling out. And the Lord says, hey, stop. He says, hey, you come. And they go, oh, he's calling for you. Come on, let us go." No, Jesus, that's exactly who he's looking for. You know what the difference between Bartimaeus and all the rest of them? He believed and they didn't. Zacchaeus, they always make it like a little joke, a little story. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. They just make it like a little kiddie story. That's a man. That guy ran down through there and found a sycamore tree to climb up in and got up in that tree I know a lot of people don't climb a tree because they're afraid to fall out. He climbed on that tree so he could just see Jesus as he walked by. The Lord goes, hey, that's pretty cool. That's like the lady who threw the two mites in. You don't know Jesus is always there. He's watching that lady throw them mites in. He's watching Zacchaeus up in the tree. He's looking at the lady. He knows the lady is coming through the crowd on her hands and knees to touch his very garment to get healed. He already knows all that stuff. As a matter of fact, he knew that before the foundation of the world, if your Bible's right. Here's the problem I got with a lot of Christians. He's omnipotent. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's everywhere at one time. He either is or he is not. You can't. I told somebody the other day, I said, when you read your Bible, you get to Genesis 1-1, it says, in the beginning, God. You shut your book and you make a decision right there, it is God. You cannot stop there. You know what that does? If you say, I believe that, don't believe it. Be an agnostic to live your life the way you want to live it. But if you want to live it the way God wants you to live it, and you say, I'm going to believe it, then this book is going to change your life. And you've got to be an agent of change. You've got to be willing to accept the change. Uh, it's not going to stop. It never stops. It never stops. He's been doing stuff for me for 43 years. He's never stopped. It's always the next thing, the next burden. The, next, the pains that I have today are much greater than what I got when I was first saved. But when I was first saved, the things that were affecting me there were equal to the same thing I'm going through today. Except today I can now deal with them because of all the stuff behind me. I know how to deal with them a little bit better, but they're no difference. There's the same level of, of, of growth it takes to move to the next level. I use it as a staircase. i, I mentioned that before. Jacob is, is on the bottom of this rung. He's at the bottom of the ladder. The ladder is there on the earth. He had his dream. He hasn't started up that ladder yet. That ladder is Jesus Christ, by the way. That's who that is. And Jacob is at the bottom. If you're going to figure out how to get up that thing, you have to start at the bottom, not at the top. You've got to learn some things about him you got to learn some things about you. So many people think, oh, I, uh, the danger, <laughs> a mind is a terrible thing to have. They always tell you mind is a terrible thing to waste. No, it's probably good to waste them. Some of them, some need to be wasted. But, uh, but people get a mind, and then they think, and they're sharp. I'm not saying, there's a lot of sharp people in this world. But you still can't tell me where you're going to go when you die. If you can't tell me where, you don't know nothing. You can know everything on this planet. You can know all the mathematical formulas. You can know everything that you're supposed to know on this planet and and come up and say this, this, this. I can make a nuclear fusion. They can't make a fusion reactor yet like the sun, but they're working on it. And and they can do all that stuff and still not be able to tell you where they're going to go when they die. They're fools. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The moment you say there's a God, that's why your government is so hard now trying to get rid of him. The moment you say there's a God, everything else falls into place. That means abortion has to go away. Homosexuality has to go away. But you know what? If you don't put the God in there and you say, okay, I'm going to be agnostic, I'm, not, I'm really not sure if there's a God, you won't make a, You're, you're like a Revelation chapter 3 over here in Laodicea. He said, You're neither cold nor hot. I'd spit you out of my mouth. That's the new Elliot new translation. He said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. He said, I'd rather you be cold as ice, then I could warm you up. I'd rather you be hot, then I can get you hotter. But anybody that's sitting there on the fence, you can't hardly deal with them. That's why he gives you a verse after the first or second admonition, reject them as heretics. I don't have to answer. I don't even care what anybody thinks anymore. I really could care less. Your choice determines your outcome. Go over to John chapter 5. Man, this book is too big. He should have only gave us one chapter. (laughs) You could spend there for like forever too. John chapter 5. Is he real to you? Is he real? Uh, I got two minutes. Jerry's getting ready to, he's looking at me. He's he's got that bell ringing in his eyeballs. Look at him, man. Let me see both your hands. You got that, oh, I just figured you had that bell on your hand, man. Verse five, chapter five, verse one, verse one. And we'll just read a couple of our, I'll stop. Man, I didn't even get nowhere. Uh, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now, you can believe that Jesus, and you can get saved and really not know he's with you, but he's in you all the time. And everyone that loveth him, that begotteth, loveth him also that is begotten of him. People say, well, how could you love Jesus like you love him? Because I I love him. I I flew down to uh, Texas Monday to pick up a car, drove it back uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, got back. I was back here early Wednesday morning. And on the way, when I got into the airport at Augustus, or not Augustus, August, uh, whatever it was. There's a city down there in Texas somewhere. It's too big to even know him. Austin, Texas. Thank you. But when I got off the plane, there's this old guy sitting behind me, and this, we had to take his van around to the other side of the airport. And he's behind me, and I had my I love Jesus hat on. He goes, "Why do you love Jesus?" I'm like, "Cause he's my Lord and Savior." Uh, he goes, "No, no, because he first loved you." I'm like, "Oh man." He goes, "I'm a preacher too, man." <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, he got me with the word of God. I, the, he, he was a quiz, and I failed it. I failed it. But boy, I mean, you're talking about a preacher, man. That guy was, this guy, no, I mean, he was a missionary Baptist. And he goes, man, the Lord's getting ready to come. This place is a mess. I said, you believe in the rapture? He goes, I don't, what is the rapture? He goes, I don't know if I believe in that. He said, I know the Lord's coming back and get us out of here. I said, that's the rapture. I said, that's the catching away." 1 Thessalonians. This guy didn't even believe some certain things, but he said, man, this world is messed up. This little guy is just sitting behind me, man. I mean, he's going off on me, and everybody else has got to listen to it. I'll tell you what. Oh, John. here back to this. John 5, verse 2. But this, why do you love him? Because he first loved you. By this, he did it, man. I even told him not to do that, and he just did it. Rebellion is a sin of witchcraft, and, and thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Uh, so y'all leave him alone. He's okay. I forgive you. Father, forgive him. He knows not what he does. But anyways, by this we know that uh, that we love God, love the children of God, when we love God and keep His commandments. You, know, you got There's something you have to do. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. Uh, for whatsoever is born, or whosoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So there's a progression in this thing where you start overcoming. And you never quit overcoming. Uh, you go verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. If you didn't know who it was, that's who it is. Uh, not by water only, the first birth, but by blood, water and blood. And and, is, uh, and it is the Spirit that beareth witness. And that's the key to this thing. You get the Holy Spirit within you, and then it start, you start growing. Because the Spirit is truth, for there is there are three. And uh, I'm gonna skip a couple things right here. Go to verse eleven. No, no, verse ten. He that believeth on the Son of God hath this witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he had not believed. Uh, because he believeth not the record that God gave of His Son. Well, what's the record? Verse eleven. And this is the record that God had given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. So somebody says, well, you know, I don't know if I believe in eternal life. Then you got a problem with God. Yeah. There, there is nothing else you can say. There's a problem with Jesus Christ. You have, they have the problem. Watch this. He that hath the son, verse 12, hath life. you got to believe in a living God. If you're going to believe that, you got to believe in a living God. He that hath the son hath life. And he that hath not the son of God hath not life. Mm-hmm. That means if you don't have Jesus, you're going to go to hell. You don't have eternal life, you have eternal damnation. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. So somebody comes and says, well, you can't know that. No, 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 Hold, oh, stop. You can't know it. I'm, I know it. I know it. I, I, I can know it. Uh, and that ye uh, that know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. How are you going to get a prayer answered? How are you going to get anything answered if you don't believe? Man, I didn't get nowhere. I really wanted to get further than that. Uh, I did get a couple things out. But he's real. He's alive. Brethren, you know what's wrong with our churches today? They come into church, they go out, and they think about their business, or the golf course, or this, or that, or the other. There is this thing right here. If you get into this, uh, Jonathan, I'll shut up here, I promise, in the next next hour. Uh, (laughs) Jonathan taught yesterday, and I was joking with him. Because he said, we have to do all our training, yearly training and all this other stuff, and which is true. We had to do the same thing. And uh, so him and Jake are going back and forth. He's telling, he's using Jake. He said, you have to do this because he's active. And Jake goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, we have to do everything after hours. I got, I got him. I got him. I said, so he's telling, me, he's telling everybody how great the Marines are and all this other stuff and how we are all subservants to the Marines. I'm like, okay, okay, I got him. I, I was looking for a way to get him, and I got him. Uh, but he don't think I did, but I got him. (laughs) So anyways, uh, uh, he brought his offering in this morning. He brought me a shirt back there on the, on my desk. that has USS Scott on it. Uh, he knows, he knows, he knows, he's got it. He's a good guy. But, uh, I see this is my time. He had his time yesterday. This is my time today. But, uh, when he said, he said after hours, when he got done, I said, Jonathan, everything he said was good, man, except one thing. He goes, what? I said, it's that after hours thing. I said, Navy guys don't have no after hours. I said, we're we're 24-7 around the clock. We're Navy. Arr. I said, we're always on call. We're like Uber. You call, he said, the Marines can be anywhere in 72 hours. Yeah, because the Navy takes them there. <laughs> we're always on call, man. You call, we're gonna be like a taxi cab. We're gonna come up, pick you up, man, take you wherever you want to go. As a matter of fact, we already got you in the Mediterranean, and we can drop you off anytime you need to be dropped off within 72 hours. That's the Navy. We don't have after hours. I said, we got to do all our stuff in 24 hours, and they want us to have 36. And I don't know where the other 12 is coming from. But you know what, man? I sat there and looked at this thing. I said, Lord, I said, this thing right here is I've got a living. I serve a risen, risen Savior. He's in the world today. He is alive today as he was with most. I remember when I got saved, I started seeing all these guys mess up. And I'm like, Lord, I was talking, about. it said, he's going to hit me with a lightning bolt. <laughs> he's going to hit me. He's going to hit me. I know he's, I said, Moses messed up, man, Elijah messed up, and oh, Daniel messed up, and look at this. Uh, I see Noah's messing up, and Adam and Eve messes up, and I said, Lord, I see all their faults. He goes, yeah, you got them too. You know what that is? That's a risen, living Savior talking to one of his, telling him you're okay, man. I got you. Your frame is dust. I got you, man. I know what's going on. Follow me. You can't follow a dead person. Right. Even if you go in a casket and they bury you, you're still over here and they're over there. You can't follow a dead person. You have to follow someone who's alive. And that's Jesus. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Bless the morning service and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sorry, brother, I wasn't just calling.